Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, when a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today I'll be talking about the TV show Ted Lasso season 3 episode 7. The show is developed by Jason Sudeikis, Bill Lawrence, Brendan Hunt and Joe Kelly. This episode's title is The Strings That Bind Us written by Phoebe Waller and directed by Matt Lipsey. The episode begins with the song The Dreams by the Cranberries. We see various shops open early in the morning. It's suggesting everyone is open to start afresh. It's a new day, it's a new start. Jamie runs with a rope tied to his body pulling Roy on a bicycle. This is the string that binds them. So much happens at the shops that are shown opening in the morning. A Taste of Athens, the coffee shop and Ola's. Nate visits a Taste of Athens just to say hi to Jade. Keely meets Jack at a coffee shop. Jack gifts Keely the first edition of the book Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. Over Jane Austen's name it is signed to Keely saying, "Keely, you go girl." I say this phrase to a lot of my guy friends. You go girl. Sam arrives at Ola's and inquires if a table can be made available for Friday. Simi informs that their home secretary wants to send the refugees back to where they came from. Sam thinks the spoons aren't perfect. Sam wants everything to be perfect because his father is coming this weekend. The title sequence begins. The Richmond players have gathered and Ted is addressing them. Ted says, "Roy is going to make things dark." Right on cue, Roy kills the lights. Ted continues, "So that Coach Beard here can shed some light." Coach Beard gives a detailed presentation on total football. His closing words are, "We all know football is life, but a beautiful life is total football." Ted wants to apply this strategy against Arsenal this weekend. Roy thinks it's fucking mental. Even the Richmond players aren't sure about it either. At KJPR, Keely explains to Barbara why she has a first edition book of Sense and Sensibility. It was a gift from Jack which she received over breakfast. In Nate's cabin, Nate receives a text from his mom about his sister's birthday plans. Nate's Siri calls him Wunderkind. Nate first asks Siri to set a reminder for the sister's birthday. After that he asks how can you tell whether a woman likes you or is just being nice to you Siri replies you can't I absolutely love this bit at the Crown and Anchor pub coach Beard shares how Jane is dropping hints with certain magazines Ted assumes it's about getting married coach Beard is skeptical but it's not about marriage Ted says it's all about compromise whether it's marriage or pegging the bar is dead May is upset because the bar is only packed when Richmond wins. Apart from Ted and Coach Beard, one other customer says, "I prefer it. You can finally hear yourself think in here." I'm not certain, but it feels like a reference to the TV show Shrinking's theme song. I wanna hear myself think again. Bus Paul and Jeremy, the three fans of AFC Richmond, approach Ted. Boss apologizes to Ted for humanizing him and losing all objectivity. Coach Beard is ready to fight off these fans on behalf of Ted. Ted invites the fans to the practice. 
Coach Beard is skeptical about inviting fans. What Ted says next is so goddamn sweet. It's their team. We're just borrowing it for a little while. I love you, Ted. The song Something in the Morning by the Monkees fades in. Nate visits a taste of Athens to catch a glimpse of Jade, but she's not around. On the field, when Roy checks with Ted as to why the fans are at practice, Ted blames Coach Beard for inviting them. Coach Beard gestures he did no such thing. Roy doesn't whistle, so he yells whistle every time he addresses the team. Roy is allergic to metal. The moment Roy says he's going to make the team run from end to end to end to end, I was like, there's going to be a lot of puking. At KJPR, Jack reveals she's serious and open about her feelings for Keely. The song Rocks by Primal Scream fades in. On the field, almost every Richmond player pukes. Rebecca and Keely go out to dinner. Rebecca shares about the boatman slash the gentleman. Their connection transcended sex. It was all gazella for Rebecca. Keely reveals how Jack gives her expensive gifts and Rebecca thinks it's love bombing. I don't like it when Rebecca reminisces about Rupert, but what resonated with me was when she said, it felt nice to be taken care of for once. At the birthday dinner, Nate's sister wants to know if Nate is seeing anyone. Nate reveals about Jade. He then asks, how do you know if a girl likes you or is just being nice to you? Nate's sister and mother say in unison, you can't. I love it. Because it's the universal truth. Nate's sister reveals the only way to find out is to ask them out. Nate proceeds to give a detailed account of his fear of getting rejected. Nate's sister comments, he's just like dad. The mother and sister show him dad's map and encourage him to take a leap into the faith. The song What Would I Do Without You by Ray Charles fades in. The scene transitions to the various shops opening in the morning. New day, new beginnings. Sam enters his restaurant Ola's where Simi and the staff are watching the news. Sam tweets his concern about the refugees. Nate enters a taste of Athens to ask Jade out but he hesitates. He rushes to the bathroom and looks in the mirror where he first spit at his reflection. Nate looks in the mirror for a while and I was hoping he won't spit. He doesn't spit. That's progress. He's healing. He leaves the restaurant telling Jade he needs to do this one thing first. Ted explains how the players will swap places with their teammates and their field positions. Everyone except for Jamie is given a card with their swaparoo partner's names. Coach Beard has exchanged places with Will the Kitman and Will the Kitman is cosplaying as Coach Beard saying, That's it baby, let's go! Ted is an absolute ball of sunshine. When Coach Beard hands him a paper cup and Ted sips it, he says, That's yummy, what is it? Coach Beard with a poker straight face replies, Water. I couldn't stop laughing. Am I crazy? Don't answer that. Coach Beard tosses a water bottle back without looking and Trent Kremp catches it perfectly. Isaac is made to take a corner kick. The ball travels, hits and cracks Higgy Pie's window glass, which makes Higgy Pie spill hot tea all over himself. Post-practice, Sam checks Twitter and Brenda Barrett, the home secretary, tells Sam to shut up and dribble. It's a reference to Laura Ingram when she said the exact phrase to LeBron James. Trent voices his concerns about changing strategy this late in the season when the team is already struggling. 
The way Ted sees it, it could go either way. Trent is about to say something to Coach Beard, but he realizes it's Will sitting in Coach Beard's chair. It's such a funny visual. Will shakes his head like Beard. Coach Beard enters and tells Will to get the fuck out of his chair. Keely enters her cabin and it's filled with daisies, a detail she mentioned in the previous scene with Jack. Love bombing. The third stage of total football is all about awareness, Ted explains. Initially, all the shots in this scene are either mid-shots or sideway tracks showing Ted and the team from the counter angle. Ted says, in Japanese culture, they have a myth where they believe that all soulmates are connected by an invisible red string, and those strings are attached to each of their little fingers. Jamie questions, okay, so why is it tied around our dicks? We see a mid-shot from the waist below where the strings are hanging from inside of the player's shots. Only after this do we see a wide shot of the players with the red strings hanging out. Will's string is tied to the handle of the water bottle holder. I can't even. All of this made me laugh so hard I did not see this coming. Ted replies to Jamie's question. That was Roy's idea. The thought behind is that it's nearly impossible to not be fully aware of what your teammate is doing when you all got a rope tied around your ding-dong. Roy responds, something like that. Ted says, dicks on three, one, two, three. The team says in unison with no enthusiasm, dicks. The team starts to play the song Centerfield by John Fogarty plays. Roy is having a gala time seeing the team struggle and trip. It's total disaster. Van Damme or Terry Zoho's string is tied to the horizontal pole of the goalpost. Jamie's string partner pulls too strong and the string comes off. Everyone reacts looking at the diameter of the knot tied to the ding-dong. Jamie, Danny and Coach Beard react scared. Jamie assures all is fine. Danny repeats. It's okay, his penis is okay. Ted runs forward knocking Isaac and Moe's string. You can hear Roy's laughter in the background as Isaac and Moe wince in pain. Brenda Barrett calls Sam a mediocre player on a mediocre team over Twitter. That's a low blow. Sam replies to her saying that he'd rather be a mediocre footballer than a world-class bigot. Nate prepares his asking Jade out on a date box. The song You Really Got a Hold On Me by The Miracles fades in. Keely meets Jack in the same coffee shop again and expresses she needs to let her do stuff for her every once in a while. Jack gets Keely a croissant. Keely takes a bite and there's a ring in the croissant. Keely returns the ring to Jack. Outside a taste of Athens, Nate is at the other end of the street holding the proposal box. Jade spots him and waves. Nate takes a step to cross the street and walk up to Jade, but he trips. The box flies away from Nate's hands, drops on the street and gets crushed under a vehicle. Despite everything going wrong, Nate asks Jade out and she says yes. Sam brings a box of cutlery with him to his restaurant Ola's. Ola's glass door is broken. The mirrors inside are cracked. Ola's is trashed. Simi is sitting inside the restaurant, dejected. The words shut up and dribble are spray-painted on the inside wall. Sam is devastated. He drops the box of cutlery on the floor alongside the broken mirror shards. I am wrecked watching Sam like this. He doesn't deserve this. At this moment, I hope the team comes to Sam's aid and helps him rebuild. 
The purpose of showing all those restaurants throughout the episode was to lead up to this. At the Richmond training facility, Trent writes in his notebook, 1. Conditioning, 2. Versatility, 3. Awareness. The three of the four stages of total football. He writes two dots and a question mark after number four. The one shot showing how Will is balancing the water bottles by himself while others toss it over to one another and back at the water bottle holder and finally nudging it to place it perfectly on the water bottle holder shows that Richmond as a team are in perfect sync. They just don't know it yet, but it's so beautiful. When Trent questions Ted about number four, Ted responds, Yes, sir. Trent says, You haven't said what it is yet. Ted replies, No, ma'am. Trent asks, But you know what it is. Ted says, I don't actually. I love that Ted is not scared to admit what he doesn't know. He just believes he'll figure it out. Ted says, Number four has yet to reveal itself. Sam arrives a little late at the training facility. He's furious and he breaks down. Sam says, The world is full of evil people who do shitty things. But I can't deal with that because I have to kick a little ball around which those same people love me for. That is until I fuck up or miss a penalty or I decide to fight back. And then, then they're gonna wanna ship me back to wherever I fucking came from. Sam's father arrives. The song Doomed by Moses Sumney plays. Sam tears up and rushes to hug his dad. Sam's father comforts Sam. They sit in the gym room and talk. Sam's father wants to see the restaurant, but Sam doesn't want to show his father the condition it is in. Sam is not certain if he wants to open it again. Sam's father wants Sam to open the restaurant for himself and his friend Simi and for the people who want a taste of their home away from home. Sam's father wants him to forgive those people and fight forward. Sam rests his head on his father's shoulder. Sam's father pinches Sam's ear for good luck, as Sam had mentioned in the previous seasons. Ted enters the gym room and says it's okay if Sam wants to rest it out today. Sam's father wants Sam to practice. Ted offers Sam's father some American candy. Sam's father likes Ted. He thinks he's a funny guy. The field is being set up for the match. Richmond is wearing the Believe Colors jersey, yellow and blue. Higgy brings Sam's father to meet Rebecca and Keeley. Sam's father makes it weird. The match begins and Richmond is still chaotic. Arsenal is at 3 and Richmond is on 0. The Crown and Anchor Pup fans are so much more patient and kinder. They ask, what does this situation need? It's half time. In the locker room, everyone wants Jamie to score a fucking goal. Coach Beard and Roy are thinking of changing the strategy back to 4-4-2. Ted narrates a short story about how he got his mustache. It was because of Jeff Foxworthy. The point of the story was that a lot of times the right idea is just sitting behind a couple of wrong ones. Jamie reacts. Ted senses that Jamie wants to say something but is hesitant. Jamie doesn't want people to think that he's being a prick. Jamie is being considerate of other people's feelings. That's growth. The Richmond players and everyone else shows Jamie the middle finger. A sign, a confirmation for Jamie to be a prick. It's a reference to the moment from the previous season. Jamie gets up and speaks. I ain't doing it wrong. You are doing it wrong. 
all collectively react, hey, whoa. Jamie elaborates, no, I mean, I think we are all doing it wrong. If you want this to work, you gotta stop going to me and start playing through me. You get me? Jamie demonstrates it using the whiteboard. He exclaims, that is total football. Ted likes it, but that ain't number four. Four on three. One, two, three, four. Love it. If you get it, you get it. The game after halftime begins. The Richmond players are playing in sync like a symphony. Jamie plays the part of a conductor and Richmond scores a goal. Everyone applauds Richmond for their efforts. They didn't win the match, but this was remarkable. Trent catches up to Ted and explains how it's all gonna work. Ted has no idea what Trent is talking about. Trent clarifies total football and it's because of the lasso way. Is the fourth the lasso way to believe? Trent explains, to build a club-wide culture of trust and support through thousands of imperceptible moments all leading to their inevitable conclusion. Roy reacts, what a fucking dork. Ted responds, yeah, but he's our dork. And you are our dork, Ted. The song Find Someone Like You by Snow Allegra plays. Nate waits for his date Jade to arrive at the restaurant. He feels she's gonna stand him up. Jade arrives. She has literally let her hair down. Jack and Keely visit a Taste of Athens for dinner. Sam is driving the car with his father in the passenger seat. Sam's father is proud of Sam and the way his team played today. Sam wonders if his father still wants to visit the restaurant. He does. When Sam arrives at Ola's, he's surprised to see his team fixing up the restaurant for him. Jamie reveals that the team thought, what does the situation need? And Jan Ma says that the situation needed them as a team. They truly are the best team there is. Sam is grateful. Sam's father says something similar to what Rebecca said in the first season. My father is Mr. Obasanya, call me Ola. Sam named the restaurant after his dad. The neon sign is fixed. Sam's father reacts overwhelmed. He now says something that Simi said earlier in the episode. If the food is good, who cares about the cracked mirrors? Mr. Obasanya offers to cook dinner for all. The song Enjoy by Techno plays. The end credits begin over the song. It was such a beautiful episode. The teamwork had me in tears. From here on, it's onward and upward for Richmond. You can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesome pod mix. Thanks for listening.